welcome to Between the Shelves for another bonus episode where we discuss what we're into right now. Um, if you listened to last episode where we talked about TV, we have re- the returning co-hosts, I'll call you, <laughs> Marianne and Peter. Thanks for joining me. Hi, Alex. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So what are you into right now? Who wants to go first? I don't mind going first if you're not feeling eager. Yeah, what are you doing now? Okay. I should stop asking that question and just launch always into it. Just, just always go, go first. first. Yeah. Choose <laughs> Peter, oh, what are you true. into? <laughs> um, so the thing I'm into right now is I just finished an amazing book. It's called Liberation Day by George Saunders. George Saunders is one of my all-time favorite authors. He doesn't write a book very often. This is actually his first... He's He normally writes short stories, collections of short stories. This is his first collection of short stories in nine years. Um, his last book of short stories that he published was called The Tenth of December, which um, again came out nine years ago. It won the National Book Award. And if this means anything to you, it's actually one of my favorite books ever. It's in my, definitely in my top five. So I was very excited that he was writing another short story collection. And I think this one lives up to one of his best. Um, his other short story collections are called Pastoralia in Persuasion Nation and Civil Warland in Bad Decline. Um, and this one, I think, is maybe in the top two or three of those. Um, they're all amazing five-star books for me, so you can't go wrong with any of them. Probably I recommend starting with 10th of December if you're interested. It's still his best, in my opinion. But anyways, um, so he, he kind of writes like dark satire with um, little elements of sci-fi, not like robots and spaceships, but very grounded in like modern times, but with like tinges of sci-fi or just he turns up the the knob a little bit on like what, you know, the technology or, I don't know, kind of like the feelings that we have around, you know, in modern society. So his previous books kind of focus more on like what it feels like to live in like a modern capitalist society with like the pressures of competing with your neighbor and, and the demands of work and everything that goes into that. Um, this book, because it's, you know, it's nine years later since his last book's focuses more on like this like post-truth kind of world we live in now so a lot of the stories deal with with exactly that it's like can you trust your neighbors everyone's living in this different reality from one another paranoia all these kind of elements and there's still some short stories that deal with like you know the the stresses of of living in a modern kind of society too so i know it sounds like an anxious book to read but it's and they, some of the stories are pretty dark, but overall, I mean, there is humor to be found too. I think he does have a, a dark sense of humor. Um, so if that's something that you look for in your writing, he's one of the best. Did he, was he the one who wrote Lincoln and the Bardo? Yes. I've had that on my to-read list for many years. I've had to, I've to move it up on the list. Yeah, Lincoln and the Bardo is his only novel he's written. Um, and it's it's hard to even classify it as a novel because it it bounces between... Uh, chapters are like letters composed between Abraham Lincoln and Mary Todd Lincoln um, or like Lincoln and his generals and stuff like that or his advisors and then and then it alternates between these letters and like these weird dream sequences like fever dream sequences so of from Lincoln's perspective Abraham Lincoln so really weird weird novel but another five-star read for me so yeah that that's what I'm into right now super super thrilled with it I did not disappoint. Um, so I, that's my recommendation. Liberation Day by George Saunders. The other things I'm, I'm into right now, 
I can't really talk about on this episode because they are podcast related and I'll be discussing them in length in the next episodes. So just as a little preview for our, our listeners, the next episode we're doing in the beginning of May is for Star Wars, we're doing a Star Wars episode. So I've been rewatching the movies and really solidifying my thoughts on Star Wars. So if you're a Star Wars it's a fan, it's a lot of rewatching. Um, so definitely check out that episode. It's going to be a very interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. And then the episode after that, we're doing an, ep- an episode on anime. So I've been um, watching a show called Neon Genesis Evangelion, or Evangelion for short. It is widely considered the best anime show of all time. So myself, Christina, and Tori, who are going to be the, the guests on that episode, we all watched it. And I that's, again, going to be a very interesting conversation because it is a trip. I'll say that. So watch all of, the, watch all of Star Wars and watch that show um, in preparation for those episodes if you want to be a part of the privy to the conversation. So that's what I'm into right now. Peter, you're next. All right. All right. So I've got a couple of things. The first thing that I want to talk about is uh, actually music. I'm a big music fan, but... You know, I'm getting old, so a lot of times I'm not listening to a lot of new music, but there is one um, current band that I really like. Uh, they're called Dry Cleaning. They're um, a British band, and um, they just had a new album out, I think, last year called Stump Work. They have one other album called New Long Leg, and it's um, r- really right up my alley. The, the music is kind of a post-punk style, sort of Joy Division uh, sounding, but they have a a female singer and she um, has like really interesting lyrics there. Um, she mostly kind of, she's got a very flat affect and uh, it's mostly talking sort of, she does a little singing, but it's these sort of um, just images, uh, word images or like uh, interesting non sequiturs. And it's like, it can, can seem like nonsense almost if you, if you, if you look at just one of the, but as a whole, it becomes sort of an evocative statement in, in a song that kind of, I, I really think it captures something about modern life where we're just like being bombarded by images and like, you mm-hmm. know, ads coming up where like, you know, YouTube, uh, you know, it, it, like a sample lyric from one of the songs is it says something about hand it your own bunk bed ladder in a few short sessions. And it's just like, they kind of come out of nowhere, but yeah. and the, the, it kind of fits together in, um, you know, some weird sort of total meaning that uh, I find I, I really evocative and the music's really good, I recommend. Um, so uh, that's the first one. The second one, I um, just finished a um, young adult um, fantasy series by... Um, somebody who might be, in my opinion, the best sci-fi fantasy author of all time, which is uh, Ursula Le Guin. Uh, This is one of her later, uh, she died a few years back, but um, this is one of her later series. Not her best one, but I really enjoyed it. So like, it's called The Annals of the Western Shore, and it's um, the interesting way she does series. She has quite a few series out there. She got first, you know, the Earthsea series was kind of her first, thing that made her famous as, as far as like a YA or children's and it's widely considered the inspiration for Harry Potter, the first Earthsea book. But um, her series are not one long story. They're um, books that all exist in the same 
universe or the same world, but they're all like kind of distinct, but maybe lightly um, related stories. But she has a way of really tackling in her sci-fi and fantasy, like a uh, real, um, heavy issues and in an interesting way, these, the panels of the Western shore really, um, deal with, uh, the idea of liberty and, uh, it's, you know, it's a fantasy world and they're talking of, it's a world where there's slavery exists. So there's one of the main characters in one of the books is an escaped slave and, uh, they really, but it, it's about personal liberty as well as like liberty and on a, like a larger scale for like a societal liberty and what that means. But her, uh, she's got lots of wonderful books. Her most famous series is the Hamish cycle, which, um, probably her most famous book is the left hand of darkness, which is, you know, people read it in college and stuff. Cause that's, that series is a, it's an alien species that are, uh, it's like a, a culture of anthropologists that travel to different planets and do an anthropological study of the culture that they find there. But the, the left hand of darkness specifically is about a society they find where gender doesn't exist. They, there is only one gender. So through that idea, they really, um, explore and this came out in the 70s it's not a new book are how how gender and our our thinking and our stereotyping of gender have influenced our culture by exposing to a culture that has no concept of it at all so i recommend basically anything she ever wrote ursula Le Guin. very good yeah that one sounded interesting um, okay, so what I'm into right now, I just finished a really uh, good book called I Keep My Exoskeletons to Myself by Marissa Crane, and it's speculative fiction. Um, I love speculative fiction. I have a hard time getting into, well, you guys are really into sci-fi um, uh, and fantasy. I have a hard time really getting into it. So speculative fiction for me, it just gives me a taste of that, but in kind of like a world that we're in now, so I enjoyed it. And this one reminded me of um, The School for Good Mother, School for Good Mothers, that was published last year in 2022. Did either of you read that one? It was really good. It was also speculative fiction, so it's very similar. If you liked that, you would like this one. So for this one, um, our main character, her name is Chris, and her wife just died during childbirth. So now she's raising an infant by herself. But in this world, um, you are given shadows if you have done something wrong. If you've committed some kind of a crime or done something to hurt somebody, um, you that's how they, they solve this. They have like a trial for everybody to see or maybe it's like a ceremony where you get your extra shadow. So Chris has um, a shadow and her infant daughter has a shadow because her mother died during childbirth. So at birth, she's assigned to this shadow. And so it obviously it's with her her whole life as she grows up um, and society judge, judges it because she is a, a little girl. Um, what did she do that was so bad? Um, and because they have shadows, their home is surveillanced by, I forgot what it's called, but it's like a big brother systems watching them, there's cameras. So when the main character um, drops her baby by mistake, um, she is taken away and she's given another shadow for hurting her daughter. So now they're both living with their um, shadows and people with shadows are called shadesters in this world. And she befriends some people and she just has a really hard time moving on from the death of her wife 
and um, eventually she meets someone and, you know, this woman also has a shadow um, and they meet in a support group for people with shadows um, because not everyone has one. And, you know, everybody wants to get away from this world. So that's kind of what it's about. It was really good. Something else that I just finished reading too were two teen books and they're a dual duology it's called right duology when it's like two books that yeah. go together like companion novels so um the first one's called anatomy a love story and the other the second is called immortality a love story and i can't think of the author right now but it's a very dark series and it takes place in scotland and in the 1800s when women um, are not allowed to be doctors or surgeons and the main character her name is hazel she wants to be a surgeon very bad badly and she studies the books and she decides to enroll in the school by dressing as a boy and um she eventually gets discovered and then starts running an underground um like medical ward and does surgeries on people and um she needs to learn about the body, so she finds somebody to help her um, do grave robbing. And that's how they get some of their bodies. And so that's kind of what that one is about. Um, and then the second one is just a couple months later where it ends. I don't want to say where anatomy ends. But um, it takes Hazel to London where the president, not the president, the king, is very sick as is um, one of the princesses and she is called to help them because um, she has a very good reputation even though she's a woman. And so that's what that those two stories are about. They were really, really good. The first one was much better than the second. Um, but I did really like the time period. Um, you know, it was a very dark, morbid book. Those are the kinds of books I go for. Um, so those three books were all really good. And then personally, I got, um, what I'm into is I got two kittens recently and I got a Great Dane Rescue. So I have been with all my animals um, on any free time I have. I haven't been reading as much because I'm always in separate rooms with different animals because everybody's separated. And I already have a dog, so now I have two dogs and two cats. And hopefully soon they will all be mixed together and we can all live as one happy family. And um, <laughs> yes, fingers crossed. Um, but that has been keeping me very busy. Um, and in the morning when I used to have time to just kind of like read a little bit after I'd get like one of my kids on the bus before I got the other one, I would sometimes just like read a chapter or two, but now I'm like cleaning out bowls and making sure, you know, all the poop is picked up in the backyard because Great Danes have giant poops. Um, and you know, just like cleaning stuff and making sure all the animals are fed. And, um, I do miss having my time to just sit and relax, but, um, Animals do really make everything better. And everybody here is an animal person, so... Eventually, you'll be able to read a book with them snuggling you. I, so that'll yes, be even better. Yes, but also with the dogs next to me. Like, that's my dream. So I do read, and then I'll have them sitting when I'm in the cat room. But, yeah, I want all of the animals with me. Um, really quick, the author, I think her name's Dana Schwartz. Yes, Does that sound right? Exactly. Who did Anatomy and yes, Immortality. And Immortality, yes. And uh, I have a feeling... Going back to your annals, they are super cute, by the way. I saw pictures they on do. Instagram. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling your Great Dane is going to be the least of your 
problems with my yeah, my experience exactly with great true. danes are they're just sweethearts they are big lumbering sweethearts and this one was very well trained from the home that she came from and um my first dog is not trained and he is six and he's actually the problem and like even this morning he was growling at the great dane and the great dane actually hid behind me this giant thing went like behind my legs which was hilarious but um yeah, we already had like some fighting instances and um, it's all, like, I don't want to victim blame, but it is my original dog <laughs> that is causing all the problems because he got, he got bit, the Great Dane bit him because he was antagonizing her so much and I, it was his fault. And he's still growling at her. And it's like, have you not learned your lesson? Yeah. Yeah. She's enormous. She's a horse. And she just gallops around my backyard. She's very majestic. And I just love watching her. So even like in the past, I used to just let my dog outside and go back to whatever I'm, what I'm doing. But now I let them both outside and I like to just watch them run. And watching her run makes me so happy (laughs) because it's adorable. And when she, especially when she runs with my other dog, Tucker, like they're just so cute when they run together. And the little dog tries to keep up with the big dog. And, and I never thought my other dog was a little dog until I got the Great Dane because my other dog is really a medium-sized dog. He's not really that little. Like you have a tiny dog, Alex. Yeah. Like that's a little dog. Yeah. I have a 13-year-old dachshund. Her running days are over. <laughs> yeah. She's adorable, though. I do like all the little yeah, videos with her. And your wife takes really good pictures of her. So, yes, she's a star. Yeah. Penny Penny Lane is a star on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. But Marianne, what do you think of my cat? Um, well, I haven't seen a picture of your cat. <laughs> I post pictures of. Are you? I it's haven't Dublin, posted one. Right? Yet. Yeah. Yeah. He's a very big cat. Yes. Yeah, and I think that <laughs> Peter should get another cat. Maybe someday. He uh, when when our other cat died, uh, we realized Dublin was not happy. Not being an only child, so did he, did he cry? No, he no, he was happy. Oh, he's happy. <laughs> he's he's, oh, he's, he's, he's on cloud nine now that it's just him. So oh, it's sad. Uh, well, you know, one day you'll get two. You get a bonded pair. Like that's what I did. I got a bonded, and I used to think that my other cats were bonded until I got an actual bonded pair, and I mean they are literally always together, no matter where they are. And it's adorable to get a bonded pair like that. Yeah, so that's that's right. what I've been into. What a cute, fuzzy way to end the episode. I yeah, love it. Totally. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening. Stay tuned. Again, next episode we're talking Star Wars. So everyone's a Star Wars fan, right? We gotta you gotta watch that. I know I am. I am. Okay. And I'm into Mandalorian and yeah. Okay. Well, stay tuned. We're gonna be talking about all of it. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.